Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Everybody, how are you? It's a uh, Saturday something. Uh, Saturday, May eighth. Uh, I had a got a couple great recordings coming up. One today is with Ben Shirley. He's a runner. Now he's in. Uh, he's a addict survivor. I don't know how else to find. He spent. He was living on Skid Row, homeless, ended up in the Midnight Mission, and he's actually featured kind of on the uh, documentary called uh, Skid Row Marathon, and got to learn about uh, what they were doing down there with running, where they would get these homeless people to go out and judge Mitchell, if you haven't seen the marathon, would get a group of people and go out and watch it. It is on Amazon, I believe, and I'm just going to suggest you go out. You know what? Pause the podcast right now. Go ahead, pause it. We'll be here when you get back, and go watch the Skid Row Marathon. Come back after you've seen it, and we'll finish up. We'll be here. We'll wait for you. You're not going to miss nothing. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Pause. All right. Welcome back. Now, uh, let's see here, where were we? Well, let me just get, let's just get right into it today. Uh, yeah, we'll go right to, won't waste very much time just talking away. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. I want to welcome to the podcast today, Ben Shirley, probably best known from the Skid Row documentary. And uh, how are you doing today, Ben? Bruce, I'm well, man. Uh, Skid Row Marathon documentary uh, filmed by filmmakers Mark and Gabby Hayes. I'm doing well. I'm in my studio spot, writing some music. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Great. Uh, I'd like to start off with a little, just a little question here. But uh, what's your, do you have a favorite way or place to have pizza? And this. You know, that's, I, you know I'm a pizza guy, so. Uh, uh, you know, there's a spot over here in uh, Granville that's uh, Donato's, and that's an Ohio staple, I think. And uh, my favorite spot right now is Elms, and uh, flat pizza, thin crust, not Chicago style. I don't want to be gross because uh, they make a great pizza, and, and uh, not the calzone, but a uh, what? God, I forget. Excuse me, not extra sausage, extra pepperoni, jalapenos. <laughs> uh, oh, they make the best stromboli ever, and so it's. Uh, I order with extra sausage, and they it's like there is extra sausage, and I'm like, yeah, well, make that double, and it's uh, it's this great man. I love it. Well, I'm a little biased for the Youngstown area. I think we have the best pizza all around. But uh, how's that? Since you are traveling, you've probably done a lot of traveling. How does uh, Ohio that you've tried compare to other places? What pizza? Yeah. Oh man, uh, 
Well, I've ate, I've eaten pizza in Rome, so that's uh, that's all right. Florence, I've done that. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm partial to uh, pizza, pizza. I'm partial to Elms, man. I think I found my spot. <laughs> I love it. Well, you. How long have you been in Ohio now? This is kind of new for you, isn't it? Or yeah, uh, let's see, uh, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, seven months, something like that. How are you liking it here? I mean, you know, I never, I never thought I needed something like this, being in Los Angeles forever, and uh, it's a, uh, I'm loving it right now. You know, I just, I've never seen a cardinal with all the travels and everything. I've never seen a cardinal in person. So on my running route, it's cardinals and groundhogs, and chipmunks and uh, blue jays and just insane wildlife. And the deer, they come right up to you. Well, you know, you get five, ten feet away and they just don't move on this running trail. It's like, oh, my God. And I stop and you know, I was like, I, I get out there running is a, a spiritual thing for me. So it's like, is that you, God? And I have this conversation. It's like, <laughs> and then, then after a while, the deer freaks out and runs off. But I love it, man. Well, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you here, when I heard you on other podcasts, and I've seen the documentary, you, you've had a very long, uh, just like to let you share your story and how running affected your life, if it will. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I've always, I discovered running uh, just out of high school because of, uh, I was in touring bands and that's a way to keep shape and I had a I, I wasn't using it for a spiritual kind of thing I was using it for more or less uh, not being a, a fat guy out of you know trying to play rock and roll no one wants to see us I'm 6'5 so no one wants to see 6'5 300 pound fat guy on the stage so I did it out of vanity and um, uh, you know how can I sum up uh, when I started drinking and using 14 years of age to 14 to 30, I can sum up 35 years of 34 years of you know complete mayhem. But uh, uh, you know, typical stuff: drinking, drugs, touring bands, did all that crap. Moved out to California and did the thing that is the most unoriginal thing to do: is become uh, a junkie and then drug and an alcoholic and Hollywood. Right, so how original. Yeah. So did all that, uh, you know, the music, signed band, ta da da, did all the rock star crap, and uh, it just, uh, I'm, you know, wound up homeless in Skid Row, went, you know, ended up at the Midnight Mission. How, and, uh, how long did you, hmm? how long were you homeless at the mission? 26 months. Wow. Yeah, well, I was a. Uh, once I got some sobriety under my belt, uh, I was. Uh, I started school at six months, but you know, as time progressed, I I felt. Uh, I don't know. I maybe not afraid to leave, but very wary of the circumstances that you know, being outside in the real world, and I did not want to go back to that way of life, man. It's just I've never. You know, I was sober a third sober. I was uh, drug-free and all that stuff at 13, you know, 13 and 14, it all changed, but I, I didn't want to go back to that spot, and they allowed me to stay there longer than normal, and I was doing well in school, so uh, I just stayed, I went to school and lived in a homeless shelter. Yeah. And um, how did you get uh, with the judge, and did that, 
lead you to doing it? Was it those your first marathons they were showing in the documentary? Uh, no, I, I, I ran the, the, the LA in 96. I was, uh, you know, like I said, I've been running for a long time until the end of my drinking and drugging. I wasn't doing anything because everything was impossible. I was just drinking to die, using to die. Uh, but uh, I'd run a marathon and a bunch of 10Ks beforehand and, you know, met the judge in 2000. The end of 2011, when he started the running club, and uh, I, you know, I ballooned up well past 300 pounds and just dying, you know. And uh, I remember what running did for me, and I used it initially as a vein, you know, vanity came back, and I wanted to try to lose a bunch of weight. Yeah. And what running did, and uh, initially I wanted just to get out of the building, and the judge got us out of the building to run with him. So, so all I wanted to do was get the hell out of the building on the pass. So I, I did that. And then that just slowly but surely, I just, it's like anything, you keep showing up no matter what. And, uh, and you apply yourself and even on your worst days, you show up and you have stuff happen to you, you know, and, uh, the motives are good. Even if the motives are kind of shaky at the beginning, you just keep showing up. And that's what I did with a couple of other, uh, mission guys, my, my trudging buddies is what we call ours, you know, it's what they call it, you know, program of recovery. It's what they call it. And, uh, you know, the, we just started running and then we started going on our own when the judge didn't show up. Rain or shine, heavy rainstorms to just brutal weather, you know, we would get out there and bang out 13 miles. And uh, then I would go to school. And uh, right after, you know, it's by every, every, the time everyone rolled into school at eight o'clock in the morning, I had run 13 miles, had breakfast. And uh, made my way to school, so I was ready to conquer the world. You know, sobriety, holy shit, you know. So, uh, yeah. When were you able to uh, leave there? You said you stayed longer than normal, actually. But when you yeah, well, left, well, it's a year program, and uh, so it's you transition out after a year. That's okay. the goal. And uh, when my year came up, I was in the midst of school, and I done. Well, I made the dean's list, and uh, I had a talk with some of the case managers, and they said, if you want to stay, just, you know, and I'm trying to do the right things and, you know, take the right actions and have um, some, you know, people in recovery guide me, and I'm trying to take their suggestions and the best of my ability, and they, they saw I was working and doing, doing well, and they said, if you want to stay, just stay, and we ask you to volunteer, just volunteer, you know, around the mission. And I did that. So I just, um, I did, I did that and kept going to school. So they're very gracious and very kind. And, you know, uh, they took care of all my basic. It's amazing. You walk into a place like that, completely destitute and dying. And then they, uh, they tell you, it's like, we're here to take care of your basic needs, get better. And they and I did, you know. And I'm not unique. I'm not anything special. There's, it's available to anybody who stumbles through those doors or walks or crawls or whatever the hell you want to do through those doors. It's all available to you. And I'm just a lucky guy. Yeah, to be that hard to believe you went from Skid Row to uh, well, you got out of there. What what was where did you go after school? Uh, I know you have a music career now. Uh, I do. I'm a, I'm 
composer. I work with uh, Street Symphony in Los Angeles. Still, I fly back there next week. And um, uh, to work, uh, yeah, I'm a composer and I work with Street Symphony. And I'm an orchestrator for film and television. And, uh, yeah, concert composer. What are you doing in Ohio then? <laughs> if you're uh, a. <laughs> Well, us my, my wife's from Ohio. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she's from uh, she's from the area, and we came out uh, to uh, uh, to see her family and all that stuff, and uh, circumstances for work and a bunch of other stuff led her back up here. And I came up, and my uh, my deal was to stay in Los Angeles and Hollywood, and uh, move back to Hollywood after school. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's come full circle. And uh, my goal is to stay. Uh, in Los Angeles, but uh, to be a good husband, man, I had to come back up here and trust uh, trust God and whatever whatever you guys whatever anyone wants to call it, the, you know, the path that I was on, and, and here I am. It just uh, yeah, something I you know you can't picture yourself. It's like recovery; you can't picture yourself with alcohol or without it. And how do you even live? And you, do completely different turn in life, and then you wind up in places like Ohio. Pretty happy right now. I'm happy for you too. I, it, just your story and some of the others that you saw on there, and be able to follow that. Uh, which marathons did you do while you were at the, or since you became involved with that? Uh, our first trip was Ghana, uh, Africa. The Accra Marathon. We went to Rome. Um, mm. After Rome, Vietnam. We went to Da Nang and ran the marathon there uh, with the filmmakers uh, to do some press. We ran the Berlin Marathon um, outside of the running club with the judge and Mark and Gabby Hayes, the filmmakers, and uh, the LA a couple of times. Oh, here's great. Uh, we did the Jerusalem Marathon and uh, we took it. To tour all over Israel and in the Palestine, Palestine occupation and uh, ran a marathon. Three days later, we left, took a flight out of Jerusalem, landed, and I'd, I'd have to say four days. Five days later, we ran the LA directly after Jerusalem. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it just seems like brute. It, it's in no sleep. We landed, went to a uh, Right from LAX to a movie screening of Skid Row Marathon and walked across the street and got our bibs, <laughs> fell down, woke up the next morning around the LA. And uh, you think that'd be brutal, but my legs were sore. But as soon as we got on to LA, everything, everything loosened up. And that was uh, from Dodger Stadium to Santa Monica Pier. You know? I just did one Sunday. Oh, right on. Well, we're at? Uh, right in Canton. At the hall, they had the Hall of Fame marathon, and I'm like, wow. I'm not ready to run another marathon. I I wasn't flying from all across country or nothing. And how many times have you said to yourself, you'll never run another marathon after the marathon, and then you know, a couple of days later, it's like, when's the next one? <laughs> well, during that marathon, it got up to 77. I know some of the places you mentioned probably got pretty hot. Mine did got hot, but uh. I, I was out full sun, 77 degrees, and I'm like, I don't know how many times I said, I think this is the last one. Yeah, I'm yeah. already making plans on the next one, but. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, when we ran Vietnam, it was, it's, the marathon started at 4.30 in the morning. 
and because uh, it's by seven o'clock it was 107 degrees. Oh, no, it's just it was, and and you're right on you're right on the sea, so the humidity was up in the 90s, and it was unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I thought it would be funny, and I wore these bikini running underwear, running shorts, and I came out with my tank top just as a joke, you know, I was like, ha ha ha, I'm running in this, I'm ready to go. They were just like, are you nuts? I said, well, we're, we're starting early, we're going to beat the sun, we're going to come inside, I'm just going to take a nap and hit the, our room is right on the ocean. And about, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, I was still out there, and it was just unbelievable. I had a heat stroke after the race, packed me in ice, and it took a good, and we still had a couple of weeks left in the country to travel, and it was just uh, the following day, I felt all right. The sun, the sun just—I still have marks on my leg from that, from the sunburn. Oh! And then a couple of days after that, it was—you know—a day after that, it's like I feel all right. You know, it's not—it's not that bad. Three or four days after that, I was just vomiting and so sick. It was just—it was brutal. Yeah, that's and, being the funny guy. Doesn't—I no hat, no sunscreen, no nothing. It was absolutely <laughs> god awful. You know. I was complaining about 77, so. <laughs> I mean, how could you even picture 107? No, I, I no. can't imagine going out doing something like that. And Yeah, the judge loves it. He, he can go out there, the, it could be 130 degrees, and it's like, whoa, this is great. And he gets out there and bangs it out, and he's just Ultraman. And the guy never drinks water. He doesn't drink water. It just comes back, cranberry juice, and he goes, I, I don't like water. Do you stretch? No, I don't believe it. Right? I mean, he's a mute. You know, it's like, how do you not drink water? Not, you know, Mr. Shirley, how do you feel after being so ridiculous with your bikini briefs? It's like, ah, uh, F you, Judge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like quite a runner. I mean, and to go out and do that with uh, for the people was incredible, but uh, is it? He's, he's a guy who gives, he's a guy who gives back, and I've never met anyone like him. Toward he keeps his word, he shows up every single time. He runs like he's insane. It's like uh, he'll ride his bike to work in the morning, which is 25, 28 miles to work in the morning, and he'll and then he'll run from the courthouse to, to Skid Row, run with us six miles, go back, go to work. At lunch, he's got a running club. He'll bang out seven to twelve miles at lunch, and then at, after work, you know, he'll he, he works rather late and gets on his bike and psh, goes back to his house. So he's fifty miles. You know, he just—I've never seen anything like it. But uh, but his he's you know, being uh, the running disorder that he has, uh, he's the guy who's is like he gives he gives all of himself. You know, it's just he's there to be a service, and I've never seen. I'm uh, being from where we are, and hustlers and scammers and alcoholics and drug addicts and all that behavior. We we can read a person. You know, I, I have the ability to read somebody immediately, and just be having that that thing. And we're waiting. We're trying to read them, and it's like we're waiting for the. Oh, okay, there's the there's the bad side. I knew it would come out, and that he's not. Uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, he's just so, such a quality human being, a, a dear friend, mentor, and uh, and I got to meet his network of people, which are 
the other Superior Court judges, the LAPD uh, that runs with us. And I, I had my view of the police also, like, fuck the police and those guys and F you judge and, you know, against all that stuff. And I met a lot of good people through that. And uh, the judges, and that's his network. And he, he trusted us enough to introduce us. I've made some great friends. I was just thinking when you were talking about his daily schedule, going off to do the marathons might be the easy off day for him. Well, he's in marathon shape all the time. So it's like, it's a marathon. It's like, you want to run a marathon today? Okay. We'll drop 26 on you and go back and mow the lawn and do, do some roof work at his house. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, 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 an, it's insane. You know, he's marathon ready all the time. I spend months working just so I can finish that one and suffer for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's, he's ready to, you know, that's been my experience with him. It's just, uh, you want to go on a long run? Yeah. Well, one thing we found out, never trust the judge's compass concerning miles because that he's a liar. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Saturdays are our long runs with, uh, the, the running clubs, long runs in Pasadena around the Rose Bowl and into the hills. So we're going to run between 12 and 18. So it's like, yeah, you're lying. So 18 to him, it's like, so sometimes, one time we stopped and it's like, how far have we run? And, and uh, one of the runners, he goes, we've done 23 miles so far. And, and the judge is like, I don't understand what you guys are complaining about. <laughs> his compass is off it's just he always he always says it's short and we run way past that so as soon as he pipes in it's like I think that we no that's cool you know we'll go to somebody with the how far are we really running today let somebody else make the route you don't let him do it after a while yeah, we'll, go, we'll go on his route but someone is going to map that out right quick just to make sure it's like we'll do 12 today okay where are we going so <laughs> Not gonna take us on some twenty-six mile slog. <laughs> do you do you are you still in touch with any of the other people that were uh, on Skid Row at the same time you were? Well, Have you? Uh, yeah, do you still run with some of them? Or uh, when I well, when I come back to Los Angeles next week, yeah, I'll be running with the running club, and uh, I keep in contact with as many people as I can. You know, you get you gotta, you gotta be mindful of where you're at and uh, the recovery and drugs and alcohol path in recovery. There's a lot of people who fall off, you know. So I got to, unfortunately, got got to see that by some stroke of God that I haven't done that. And uh, I keep in contact with a really good friend uh, that we went through the program together, and uh, he's still living in California, and he's coming down to Los Angeles to. Uh, so we can all meet and run and go out to Langer's Delicatessen and have a big pastrami sandwich. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the meetup and there's a few close friends from that time. And, and unfortunately, I had to see a lot of people die in the process because we have to be mindful of what that thing is. It's drugs and alcohol. I don't know if I have another one in me to go back out and have a couple of beers and then it'll lead me to having four bottles of vodka a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when, yeah, when you fall off and you get sober and clean time, you, 
go back to the amount that you were using or drinking at the end and that'll kill you. And uh, right now I can't imagine having something happen in my life where that would be a solution for me. Um, it's, it's always going to be there, but it, I can't see it as making my life better. You know? No. So, uh, I've heard of sometimes addicts sometimes replace what they had to head as an addiction, replace it with running or something like that. Do you, sure. do you see that with you or? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, starting running again. So, uh, it's like, okay, we did a 5k, we did a 10k. Yeah, let's do marathons. So, you know, I'm out there running in a blinding rainstorm where it's just, it's cold. It's 40 something degrees in downtown LA. It's raining sideways. It's freezing. Are we running today? Hell yes, we're running today. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> get your high off of that and you just get addicted to that you know i had a my friend that i might go see he just uh he said i'm done running these marathons i need to go further so everything was hashtag further and he ran out there and just blew his leg out and ran the bishop ultra oh. and uh tore his leg up and you know had to get surgery on it so he's like yeah i'm done i just i can't take it. i mean you stick with the long enough you'll uh you'll get some sobriety under your belt and some spiritual solutions to where you're not replacing that, you know. I still have food as my uh, my comfort. And, you know, I'll lose a bunch of weight and look great and then run and then, well, it's snowing outside. It's time to eat 15 slices of pizza and not run and then I gain a bunch of weight and then I lose it and it's always the yo-yo. I, I can't. I I figured out how to run 20 miles in a day and gain weight. So there's a... Tr- <laughs> Yeah, I understand. It's like, uh, you know, it's, the thing is, I never looked so good or I've never felt so good as when I was running marathons, smoking two packs of camels a day. And I was just, like in the movie, after the Ghana Marathon, I was just smoking my ass off. And it would just, I'd make fun of people like, man, I'm smoking myself thin. You know, the joke is, ah, and then I thought that I'd be one of those guys laughing with a cigarette and I'd drop dead at a bar attack. After all that, if you're going through everything, it's just numb running and smoking and thinking I'm a jokester and I just dropped dead. So I'm vaping and I'm not willing to give that up yet. But uh, you know, I, every now and then the vanity kicks in. It's like I should start smoking again so I could just run better. <laughs> of course, that's stupid. But you, know. you don't find too many runners that smoke or even vape, so... Yeah, I think you're in a smaller category there, especially the fact that you can do a marathon and do those. And I don't know. I'm not going to take them up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the guy that's going to come down and see me, uh, that does, we're going to get together. We used to run with the judge when the group was at its very beginning. And there's three of us, four of us uh, running in Pasadena. He'd have a crumpled up pack of cigarettes in his sock and the judge wouldn't know. You know, he just didn't look and, a judge doesn't know look for bad behavior and that he's very clean living spiritual pure kind of guy and then we were just we'd be running he goes i cannot wait till this race is this run is over with i need to smoke some eaters <laughs> and we called him so we'd say goodbye we'd run off in the distance and just oh light up and just <laughs> greatest cigarette of all time it's like oh my god and the cigarettes are all you know bent and Greatest cigarette of my life, you know. Well, I'd stick with running. Uh, Maybe you'll hold off the bad effects from the smoking. Yeah, I'm just done with the cigarettes. 
Uh, what's up? What's up next for you? Do you have any uh, any more marathon plans coming up? Or yeah, um, there's supposed to be a run at the end of the year. The running club's in the go either. I don't know. The word is Kilimanjaro or uh, Bengal. So uh, I'll go down and see what the heck's going on with that trip and. Uh, I don't know. It's just I have a. It's hard to get away for three to four weeks now. You know, it's just uh, life kicked in. And there's a whole group of younger, you know, runners that just found the running club in the Midnight Mission and Union Rescue Mission, the Alley Mission. They joined, so it's their time. You know, just uh, I'd like to go, but you know, I've got work with Street Symphony and music work and a family and. Uh, I don't know if it's the right time or not. I have to be responsible about it. Selfishly, I'd go to every single one of them, you know, and have that experience. But, you know, it's, uh, I don't say you grow out of it. It's just life comes and, you know, you have to make your choices. Do you think you'll continue running maybe out on your own or hit some? Yeah, I do. I'm going to run right after this interview. So, it's, well, are you going to do any, like, other races? Ohio got some great races. I'm j- I'm biased here, but yeah. Oh yeah, no. no when the Columbus Marathon comes up again, because uh, it was shut down last year. Yeah. But when it comes back around again, I'll absolutely run that. And uh, uh, sit, we, there was a turkey trot out here on Thanksgiving Day, but it was unofficial, and so they couldn't. You know, you'd have all the runners. It was uh, runners packed the streets, and but we had it was no one was wearing any shirts. I just read where it's going to be and I showed up in the middle of it it's like hey okay, great and I tried you know I just unofficially ran that route that they run every year so we did that Thanksgiving and that was my last official unofficial oh, that was my last run but I run you know I haven't been consistent in my running so now the weather's warmer so I'm, I'm back out there to, uh, you know banging it out and uh, nope. yeah I'm, I'm out running it's my uh, it's my it's uh, my my meditation recovery uh, teaches you prayer uh, through prayer, prayer and meditations and uh, recovery program so that's my meditation get out clear all the nonsense out of my head and take a look at the birds wildlife all that great scenery that's out there smell of sweet air and you get the you know, all this is the trees it's wonderful Ohio in the spring is really nice so. yeah I had no I, idea you know it's just beautiful it's just wonderful watching it all come back to life. Dude, you're in Youngstown, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, bored, man. I'm just outside of Youngstown. I'm actually, I'm one of the ambassadors for the Youngstown Marathon. That's coming up in October. Hopefully, uh, I think it'll go off this year. We canceled last year, but. Well, just, man, let's stay in touch. I'm in. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to go up there and run. Hey, well, I'll see if I can. We'll get you up. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, just make, I'll make the drive up there and just uh, make some new friends and get out there and uh, run around. I'd love for you to do that. Uh, I'm running the half in that. I have a, I'm thinking of going up to New York. As a matter of fact, I signed up for the wine glass up in New York. Uh, it's in Corning, New York. And after that, I'm not sure. But, 
But uh, yeah, I've been one of them. Bad. I I really like. It. We haven't. We go through Mill Creek Park, and that's a beautiful park. I'll be doing the half. If you're not, a, if you're not ready for another marathon, it's it, be ready for the hills, I guess. But that sounds like a great time, man. Yeah. Upstate New York, or um, Is it cool. New York, you said. The marathon, uh, the wine glass marathons, I think it's mid New York. It's near, it's Corning or Bath, New York, kind of mid state, the uh, Finger Lakes area, their wine, the wine, Finger wine area, I guess. But uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to get situated with the, the East Coast because I know all of, you know, the whole West Coast thing. I've been out there for forever. And now it's been, you know, coming out here, it's like, how close are we to New York or to Maine or West Virginia, <laughs> Tennessee? It's like, what the hell is? I, I'm still, I still have California brains. Well, I'm only, I'm probably two and a half, three hours from you, from Columbus to Youngstown. Yeah. Uh, if you want to come up for that, that's October 24th. I don't, I'm not sure when they're having Columbus though. So. Uh, I'll keep in contact. With, I mean, I'll look for the Columbus, but Youngstown, yeah, let's definitely keep in touch and. And you have the website. I mean, obviously, the website's up and all that stuff. Yeah. They're signing okay. up. Okay. Okay. No, I'll check that out. I'll have to come up. The, the marathon or half? I'm doing the half. Is, is there a full one? Or they got a full, the half, and 5K. Okay. So, whatever you want to do. I'm doing the full thing, baby. It'll <laughs> give me a chance to, you know, have a goal and set the calendar up and get out there and bang out some long miles. Hope you read every second of it, and then you know until the end. It's wonderful. Well, it probably won't have the hundred and seven degrees like you had in Vietnam, but yeah, that's never. I'm never running that again. Never, <laughs> never. You know, never doing that again. Is there any that you'd like to get back to? Mm, I think I have uh, this light path that I'm on. Is everything's all right now? It just uh, made my. Uh, I made my peace with the past and uh, music stuff that I've done in the past. I, that's all, you know, I'll use, use my experience to, to inform what I'm doing today. So, I mean, uh, I think I've got back to everything that I, that's really got back to nothing other than I have my love for music back when I got sober and, uh, and made amends to the people that I needed to make amends to. And, it's always a work in progress to that, but I think I'm good as I move forward with everything. The music. So that's been your like lifelong thing too. Do they, do you, are you one of the ones that like to listen while you run or are you just a natural runner? No headphones or anything. I, uh, until I got, got like a set of AirPods and, uh, and a, an armband. It's like, I never liked to, I just like to run out with nothing on, and then I discovered that the AirPods stay in, and I'm a good armband for my iPhone. And it's like, well, now I can listen to podcasts and or listen to some really long pieces of classical music that I, you know, discovering music and classical music, being taught what to listen for. So I ended up liking it, loving it, and I can listen to those pieces while I get out there, but just just loud enough to where I can hear it. And, but still have the surroundings and just hear the birds and all that, just enough to take the edge off and, you know, 
and or I'll, I'll listen to some ridiculous podcast of composer talk or theory notation podcast where it's like what the why let's <laughs> get out there and do it man so yeah I run with the earpods now the earpods I'm such a group runner I think 90% of the time I run I'm with somebody so I think when I run alone I like I, I do do end up listening to something but I, I usually like to run yeah if we have a couple of people running it's uh, it's always good uh, like with the, the skip the skid row running club it's not about running right it, it's of course we run but it's about you're making a relationship with somebody in the midst of running. So if you're out there banging out 13, 18 miles, so you know, and you just, and you have someone sidle up next to you, you but that's the great equalizer now, isn't it? It's just, you could be richest man in the world or you and, and meet someone in the homeless shelter. And then what are you going to talk about? You're in the middle of 13 miles and somebody's feeling like crap and say, Hey, what's your story or how are you? And, and it turns into a conversation while you're running and then, you know, it's, uh, I know it's, uh, it's about a relationship when you get out there but, and talking with it. That's how I got to meet a lot of the LAPD guys. It's like, why would I even talk with them? I don't, I don't care. And then you say, hey, here's about my family. Here's, I, I love this kind of food. I like running because it does this. This is how I grew up. And it just gets into some conversations where you realize, you know, you connect instead of having assumptions and, you know, some of the, the cops, like, uh, you know, that's like, you're talking to ex-criminals that they've been chasing their whole lives. And then it's like, holy shit, this guy, it, it puts the great humanity in the home, you know. And the, some of the hard criminals that spent years in jail came out. It's like, I had no idea this judge, you know. And she, she goes, I, I hate it. Me, I hated the guy when I first met him. Never, never said a word to him. I said, he's a judge. You know, it's like, and and then running, and then there's a connection, and and just have a new experience, and it's just uh, running opens up everything, and it's running's like not the after, almost the afterthought. It's just the final icing on the cake of everything that running gives to you, and then of course you run, but it's every, it's all that other stuff that it brings with it. I know exactly what you mean because I, I actually I don't know if I have too many friends that aren't runners anymore. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, I understand. It's like, what do you do for fun? You go out and run, run. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing that at all. And I guess it's nice knowing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we would do if you're not gonna go running with us. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's like I just I, I have no time. Because anytime someone asks you, what are you doing this weekend? I know. It's like, I've got, here we go. Can I run? Yeah, I'm not doing it. All right. Well, I'm only doing 10 this weekend, so. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm not, I took this week off, but I'll be back out Saturday. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm a, I built it back up now between six and eight, and I'm just a slob, and it's, it's fallen off, the weight's gone off, and, uh, I hope to do between six and eight and a half an interview before my uh, before my Zoom thing this evening, Street Symphony. So I'll, I'll do that. You know, take take some Advil for the, for the knees. And, uh, 
Yeah. You know, it'll get better. Okay. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Um, is there a website if somebody wanted to check out your music or anything? Or you Benjamin. Yes, Benjamin J Shirley Music. Dot com. And if uh, I have a bunch of new stuff that I'm just finishing that I'm going to put up here within a week, and yeah, it's 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 an older website. I haven't kept up with it, and I, it's got to be revamped. And uh, I mean, it's not crickety, but there's a lot of new music that's going to go up. And yeah, there's that. And uh, or if there's someone so inclined, check out Skid Row Running Club. You know. Uh, the website there or Skid Row Marathon and there's some uh, good organizations you know there's there's a recovery group that I want to be running with in North Dakota uh, at, in December with Judge David Reich and if you can find that I forget the name of the organization and he's going to kill me uh, good lord is that Running for recovery, or oh Jesus Christ! I'm, you know what? I want to get this in here because he's he. That's another judge I met through uh, Judge Mitchell, um, and uh, and he's got a great organization. Judge Rudd, Judge Reich, and running. Yeah, uh, rock. I'm not running against destructive decisions. It's rad runners up in Bismarck, North Dakota, and uh, I'll be going up there and running the Santa Run. Up there. and it's up there. It's going to be I don't know ten below zero, and he just said, "Ah, it's great. All you did was uh, take these hex screws and screw them into an old pair of shoes, and you get out there and you won't fall on the ice." So, yeah, Judge Mitchell he, uh, and a couple of Skid Row uh, runners went up there and ran a couple of years ago. So I'm supposed to go up and do run with him, and then uh, there's a the orchestra that's up there, and um, I'm going to present a few pieces when I go up there as well and talk with everyone. Yeah, I think give a talk as well. So, yeah, if anyone checks it out, it's a Bismarck Santa run. It's wonderful. You know, Judge David Reich's wonderful. You know, he's doing his thing up there, North Dakota. Well, he's there, South Dakota. Jesus Christ. Okay. Judge, yeah, Bismarck Santa Run. Bismarck Santa Run. I'll, I'll try to make a note of that. Uh, I tried to get my one friend Rick Blair on here. Uh, he does a lot with the rescue mission in uh, Youngstown. Maybe we okay. do something like that sometime. Uh, he held a run. They were trying to raise money to buy new mattresses because they have a new building going up and he actually did a run where they were doing a mile and a half every hour for 24 hours to raise money and unfortunately he couldn't make it this week but i if you come down i I'd definitely get into i know he'd love to meet you i would love to uh, i'd love to. so he's he works at the rescue mission up there or he doesn't actually i don't I don't think he works there, but he does a lot of volunteering there to help them out. And he's done a few different things like this to help raise money for them. Uh, yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to meet him. And if he's volunteering up there, I'd love to check out the, the rescue mission up there as well. It'd be cool. 
Hey, Ben, I just want to say it, it was a pleasure meeting you. I'm glad I got the chance to uh, talk with you today. You know? yeah, Bruce, it's a pleasure talking with you as well, man. And uh, uh, Youngstown, dude, Youngstown, Ohio, that's the home of Kelly Patrick, boxer Kelly Patrick. Right? Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, what a story in that guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> this story. Just, but from champion to out on the. Yeah, he's got a. You, you, you know what I'm talking about, Kelly Padley? Oh, yeah, I know the bo- he, the boxer. Okay. He's got a gym he's opened up near here, I believe, now. So Good deal. He's helping out a lot of people as well through his path and, you know, being on the, walking the good path he's done. So that's that's cool. Yeah, but this, uh, I'm looking forward to, I'll, I'll check out the Youngstown Half and Full in October 24th, you said, right? I believe so. I, off the top okay, of my head. I'll, just, I'll Google that up. No, I, I'll send you the link if you have any trouble. I, I know I got it here somewhere. I just... Okay. Yeah, I, I would appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, you take care. I'll let you get going. Um, Thanks, sure you, man. Let you get your run in today before you got to yeah. get back on yeah. Zoom again. <laughs> Dude, it's been a Zoomscape ever since COVID happened. It's just, oh. Some days it's two calls. Some days it's seven. Well, I didn't know how... I did not know how to do this before, Zoom, before the pandemic. And I, no, no one did. You know, now yeah. it's just a way of life. You know. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, man. You have a great day. Thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any comments, suggestions, or please uh, email me at justarunner65 at gmail.com. Have a great run. But I got to make it to Youngstown for a race because not only do I have to run in Youngstown, I have to go out for pizza in Youngstown. Oh, you remembered us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I have a shirt. I got the pizza shirt. So I got to come to Youngstown to do a race and then go out for pizza in my pizza shirt. One of my... uh, Not not everyone has Youngstown on their bucket list to get to go (laughs) to do a run and uh, eat pizza, but it's on my list.